You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Hey, my name is Drew Dixon. I am the team leader for Student Ongoing Bible Studies at Lifeway, and we find ourselves in Session 5 of the Summer Study on Job and Ecclesiastes. This session is titled Presence and Power, and we're looking at Job 36, 8 through 23, and our essential truth is that God's presence and power sustains believers in the midst of suffering. So this week we're seeing how um, God did not abandon Job in his suffering is kind of the theme here. We're introduced to a new character in this study as well who's a little more nuanced in his views about suffering um, up to this point, Job has had three friends who've all basically done the same thing. They've all accused Job of some sin that he has not repented of, of some sin that he's not admitted and he's not confessed and he's not dealt with. And they're just convinced that Job's suffering is because of his own sinfulness. Well, Elihu shows up, and we don't know much about him, but his name means he is my God, or God does not change. And um, he has a Hebrew name, unlike Job's other friends, but he was from Buzz, which is probably in the land of Edom. And so um, he shows up and he's just really angry, <laughs> right? He's angry at Job's friends because they failed to prove that Job was in the wrong uh, and yet still condemned him. But he's also angry at Job for working so hard to justify himself rather than God. He basically accuses Job and says, you know, you're, you're trying to justify yourself, but what about, what about standing up for God and who God is? But unlike Job's three other friends, Elihu doesn't claim to know why not exactly why Job was suffering. But Elihu did not agree with Job's claim of sinlessness. He felt Job was wrongly accusing God of being unjust. That's Elihu's big beef with Job. He says, you, you're accusing God of being unjust, which Job kind of did at a couple of points. Elihu's thoughts on suffering are a lot more nuanced and, and thought out than those of the three friends. He kind of says that God sometimes allows people to suffer as a warning to help them avoid future sin. He also points out that God might use suffering to help people develop character and learn important lessons, which we've already kind of touched on um, and I think is an important theme throughout the Bible. But interestingly, Job never responds to Elihu, and the book of Job never really gives us a final like verdict on whether Elihu was in the right. Uh, but I think the fact that Job himself is silent in response to Elihu implies that at least Elihu hit closer to the truth than Job's other three friends. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think this passage is one that challenges us to think through uh, what we can learn from suffering and how um, suffering can make us stronger. I want to be really clear, and I think it's important that you be really clear with your students. The point of this this session is not to justify the suffering that we have to go through. Um, Job doesn't really, the book of Job doesn't really do that for us. It doesn't say, oh, this is why all the suffering we go through ever is always okay and worth it. That's not the point. The point is to say that in the midst of suffering, um, we're often forced to lean on the presence and power of God. We're often forced to look beyond ourselves for the help and the strength we need to be sustained in the midst of it. So the point is that suffering can be a catalyst to seek God. Difficulty in our life can be something that moves us to look outside ourselves for hope and peace and direction and strength. 
Um, we see lots of examples of that in the Bible. I mean, Paul had a thorn in the flesh that caused him to lean on the Lord. We see, um, you know, Jonah in the belly of the whale. We see um, Moses at the foot of Mount Sinai, like, seeing the people's sin, but then um, he, when when he sees the people worshiping the golden calf, what does he do? He, he intercedes for them. Like, there's these moments when, when difficulty, when strife, when frustration strikes, and and we seek the Lord. Again, I'm not justifying it, not saying that makes all the suffering we go through perfectly good. We, I think it's important for us to know that God is not a fan of, of human suffering. Uh, we, that, you know, that he is not pro-human suffering. Um, I think uh, the gospel bears that out, doesn't it? God loved us so much that he was willing to endure suffering on our behalf so that he could bring an end to our suffering and sin. Um, so, uh, but I do think it's important that we realize this side of eternity. Again, one of the big themes in Job is that we live in this complexly broken world. Um, and the cross of Jesus reminds us that God is able to work incredibly good outcomes out of horrible situations, right? That's one of your key questions. Key question number 10, uh, question number 10 on the now what page. Um, yeah, don't miss that one. That's an important one to think through. God can bring great good out of our suffering. Again, that's not to justify it and say that it was all okay, but the point is to say that our God can redeem redeem really broken, really difficult situations. There's a lot of hope there, isn't there? There's a lot of gospel in that idea. Uh, so let's hope that our God will do great things, uh, that he will move in the midst of our difficulty and suffering to bring new life and to make us whole. That's it for this week. We'll see you again next week for more on our study of Job and Ecclesiastes. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com.